You are Locked On Aggies, your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Aggies presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson back here in the driver's seat talking all things Texas A&M. And on today's show, let's go ahead and break down the comments that Jimbo Fisher was asked about the LSU job once again, because unfortunately, that is going to be a subject of conversation. I'm going to give you my thoughts on now who I believe should be in the running for LSU and also what this means that Texas A&M is probably keeping their head coach, which they never were losing to begin with. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single day. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, subscribe right here on Locked on Aggies on YouTube. Yep, we're growing the channel every single day. I'm here every single day trying to get you a new video and much, much more. So make sure you tune in every single show. iTunes, Spotify, YouTube.com, LockedOnPodcast.com. As always, I am Cole Thompson. Name right down there below. You can follow me on Twitter at Mr. Cole Thompson. I am the host of the show, and I love public feedback. Anything you can do to make this a more quality-sounding podcast Monday through Friday, give me a follow, give me a shout-out, and I will add it into the mix. Secondly, Locked on Aggies. Locked on Aggies is your number one source for all things 12th May-related content found here on LOP. You can subscribe on iTunes, listen on Spotify, and if you can't do any of that, listen live every single day at LockedOnPodcast.com. All right, so let's go ahead and break this down. Yesterday, this got asked at AM's presser because of why wouldn't it? Are you fully committed to being here at Texas AM? Are you fully committed to being a member of the Texas AM Aggies? And Jimbo Fisher, pretty nice guy. I mean, every single time that I've talked to him, I feel like I always get him to get a good laugh in. I don't know why he always finds me funny. Does that mean I'm doing my, ba- my job bad? I, who knows? But that's, that's not the point of the conversation here. The point is, is that when you get Jimbo to kind of show his true colors, it takes a lot to frustrate him. And you're starting to see that frustration a little bit come out. So the quote was, as he said, he was talking about the number one recruiting class and what Texas A&M could do this upcoming year and how the recruiting itself could be a very big deal. And this is a quote. We may recruit the number one. We're going to recruit an unbelievable class this year. So I'm either the dumbest human being on God's earth who's going to recruit all those guys so I can go over here to LSU to play against them. If I did that, you ought to say, that's the dumbest human being, and I don't want him to be my coach. We're going to recruit a heck of a class. We're building special things here at AM. They've invested in the program, and we're building a culture. Now, not like a cult, which I know a lot of people call Texas AM, but a culture. Winning outside of your state. Winning inside your state. Finishing in the top 10 in recruiting classes consistently. Moving into that top five status. Finding ways to be successful nearly every single play. Going after little things like finding a three-star recruit and turning them into a five-star talent. Finding those little things. Looking at the niches. Looking at all the needs. You need a guy who can play you know, third down slot receiver. You need a guy who can be a gunner on special teams. Little things like that go a very long way. And that's what Jimbo Fisher is talking about. But at the same time, you also look at the Aggies right now and where they sit. I feel, honestly, it's really hard for Scott Woodward, the athletic director, to sell Jimbo Fisher to the LSU crowd. And this is not an insult to Jimbo Fisher. I think Jimbo Fisher is a fantastic coach. I love that I get to cover with him. I love that I get to actually see him two or three times a week. He's a very nice person, and I don't want him to leave AM. That's for dang sure. But LSU is always about the hot name. LSU is always about the hot name. That's what they are. So 
Jimbo Fisher, the best A&M can finish this year, is 10-3. and And they're going to look at those three losses and go, you lost to Mike Leach, Sam Pittman, Lane Kiffin. If they win out, you still got to beat NO. You still got to beat um, whoever you play in the bowl game. You got to win this weekend against Prairie View AM. And guys, I'm going to be completely honest with you. We're not going to do much of a preview on Prairie View AM. I'm going to do probably just Friday on Prairie View. The rest of the week is going to be more so focused in on postseason, a little bit of basketball coverage. Just want to give you the heads up now. This is not going to be one of those weeks. It just, it, it just isn't. So want to give you that. That may be. But back to the main point of the conversation here. Scouts and I mean boosters and people in Baton Rouge are going to look at losing to Mike Leach as a weakness. They're going to look at losing to Sam Pittman as a weakness. And they're going to say, well, look at what we did. Ed O beat Mike Leach. And Sam Pittman beat Ed O. So are you really that much better than Ed Orgeron? And yes, by all accounts, Jimbo Fisher is a thousand times better than Ed Orgeron. Ed Orgeron came into a very good system. He was winning a lot with the recruits that Les Miles had brought in. He didn't really do as much recruiting as people thought that maybe he did. And take take nothing away. The guy is going to go down in history as one of the best coaches in LSU program history because he won a national title. But he won a national title with a lot of Les Miles recruits. He won a national title with a lot of players who better fit what Joe Brady was doing. He was stubborn at times to let go of his offensive coordinator. He didn't want to go ahead and listen to the new grain. He lost his defense coordinator. It, it was downhill. I mean, everyone saw that what was coming. Like, like literally everyone saw what was coming in LSU. But with Jimbo Fisher, you expect him to finish 10-2. and two. You expect him to finish 11-2. You expect him to finish 12-1, 13-1, be in the college football playoff rankings. That's what you expect. And that's why you hear the names of Lane Kiffin and Lincoln Riley and Mel Tucker as prime candidates to go get the job. It's why you at least hear Luke Fickle's name a little bit more than Jimbo Fisher in most avenues and most circles outside of the national mainstream media because they're winning. They want the hot name. And as good as Jimbo Fisher did last year, 9-1 record, and as good as he could do this year, potentially 10 wins, which would be the most since arriving at Texas A&M, at worst... Or at best, for the regular season, it's the same amount of wins as last year. And it's probably about the same amount of wins as somebody as like a Dabo Sweeney and stuff like that. That's not a hot name. That's not a name that's really going to stick out. You want the guy who beat up on people. That's what you want. And so because AM lost to Ole Miss, in my opinion, personally, I feel like Scott Woodward can't sell that to boosters. He can't say, listen. He lost to Lane Kiffin, and Lane Kiffin is still going to be in the SEC. And if that's the case, well, you know, maybe it's a year or two then until we go ahead and beat Ole Miss. No, they don't want that. They want to be 9-3 and three next year. They want to be 10-2. and two. They want to be 11-1 and because that's the standard at LSU. And you got to keep in mind that whoever gets the job, they're probably already signing deals. They're probably already kind of in conversation talks because recruiting is coming down to an end. You got to remember that early recruiting, that's no longer a thing. It's late recruiting, which is National Signing Day. That's the, that's the actual, what feels like now, National Signing Day, is later on in the year. It's now, no, it's now earlier. It's now in December, late November. That's when National Signing Day really truly is now. It's actually late period signing day, which was the old National Signing Day, where you saw the people get all dressed up. They pulled out the little baby alligator. They pulled out the little, you know, bulldog. They uh, went and they did like the viral videos. That's now really later signing day. So this would be a full year of rebuild that I think LSU fans don't understand. That, that if you don't knock a coach in, which is very hard to admit right now because of 
Look at the three, like the three or four biggest names right now: James Franklin, uh, Mel Tucker, uh, Mario Cristobal, Lane Kiffin. They all could be playing for the college ball playoff right now. So if that's going to be the case, you're not going to be able to get them to come before they leave the playoff. That's just—it's it, not going to happen. They're not leaving a program that is in the college ball playoff if they're not there. So that's the biggest thing you got to take away. So I get why people are mentioning Jimbo Fisher, but Fisher's comments, once again, they're black and white. They're literally so entrenched black and white. And I'm not a guy who really kind of sits out here and goes, oh, you know, I believe coaches and everything they say. Because I heard his comments at Florida State when he went to Texas A&M. I remember that. I remember saying, that's a guy who's definitely not staying here. That's a guy who's definitely gone. Sitting in that room and hearing it live is a whole different thing than you hearing on Twitter. You can tell he was frustrated. He was annoyed. He was not in the mood to ask that question. And he's done answering it. He's not leaving. Okay, so let's get this out of the way. Jimbo Fisher is not on the radar for any college program besides maybe one. Alabama. And Nick Saban ain't retiring this year. If Nick Saban ain't retiring, I did not see Jimbo Fisher leaving. He is not going to LSU. I know people want to say he's going to go to LSU. He's not going to go to LSU. He, he ain't going down to Biden. You don't know whether he's going to go with his injury. He's going to stay right here and be over there. Go to the Tigers. Now, he ain't doing that. He's not doing that. That's not going to be him. He will be a member of Texas A&M football in the 2022 season. That's for dang sure. Do I think that maybe he lives out all 10 years of his contract? That's really more of a health situation. That's not really something that I can prepare or plan for. But he 100% will be at Texas A&M and Kyle Kyle Station in 2022. That's a fact. That's not even like me saying like, that. oh, you know, maybe he will, maybe he won't. No, that's a straight up fact. This episode of Locked on Aggies is brought to you by NetSuite. This is it. The putt to win in tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. And this is how your business is. Poor visibility because if you're relying on spreadsheets and outdated financial software to see the full picture, you need to upgrade with NetSuite with Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to help power your growth with visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and much, much more. With NetSuite, you can automate and process your closed books with no time. 93% of survey businesses increase their visibility and control and upgrade with NetSuite. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite, and right now through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering you a once-in-a-lifetime kind of program with those needing to upgrade at NetSuite.com slash LockedOnCAA. Head on over to NetSuite.com slash LockedOn, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-C-A-N-C-A-A for special end-of-the-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses, netsuite.com slash lock on NCAA, L-O-C-K-E-D-N-C-A-A. This episode of Locked on Aggies is brought to you by Price Picks. Listen up, fantasy football nerds. I got a deal for you. You love the NFL. You love the NBA. Time to get involved in college because Price Picks is the leader in college sports and daily fantasy. It offers more college football props than anybody out in the world. It offers five-star players from Power 5 programs as well as mid-major players you might have never heard of. Price Picks offers as many prop bets as you can think of from yardage to touchdowns to interceptions thrown to uh, fumble recoveries and all that and much, much more. You can get up to five entries as an over-under in their projections and win up to 10 times the amount of any entry because it's just you versus the projected numbers. 
Go visit prizepicks.com, get the app from the Apple Store, get it from Google Play, and just can be made in 60 seconds or less, and use the promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 100% instant deposit up to $100. So, you give 100 you get 100 It's that simple. Wages are easy to go get, they're easy to withdraw. Stop sitting on the sidelines and get involved today with Price Picks. Locked on Aggies presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single day. Check us out on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube.com. Subscribe to the channel or go visit us at LockedOnPodcast.com. It's that simple. Let's go ahead and continue our conversation about the recruiting class. That was a big, big deal for Jimbo Fisher, and he wanted to mention that in a multitude of different ways. If anybody knows it, okay, so here's the biggest thing that you got to take away on this thing. Scott Woodward has to get this deal done, like, now. He has to. Because of the only way Texas A&M is able to make sure without getting all these waivers and liabilities and whatnot and, and tit for tat and you know all these little things like that, the only way that A&M does not finish with the top three recruiting class is if Jimbo Fisher leaves like tonight. If Jimbo Fisher heads to LSU like tomorrow. If that's the case, the number one recruiting class kind of goes with them. All that deal. A&M absolutely has a shot to finish with the number one recruiting class. It's not just the fact that they have Walter Nolan, the number two player on the uh, 24-7, number two player on SI uh, All-Americans uh, list for number one recruits. It's, it's not just that. It's also the fact that they were able to go get a ton of talent on top of that. National top 100 players, including Chris Marshall from Fort Ben Marshall, right here in Houston, Texas. Four-star tight end, Theodore Merlin Ostrom. He's from Sweden. He reclassified from the 2023 class to the 2022 class. So that's going to boost up their rankings. You got to keep in mind, they also added in a couple wide receivers. They're still in play for a few big, big, big-time name targets. Guys like Evan Stewart, the wide receiver from, uh, where is he from? I think he's from Frisco, Texas, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, you also have Shamar Stewart, another guy. He's from Opelika, uh, Opelika, Florida. He's one of these five-star products. You also have uh, offensive guard Mark Naboo. I think he's from Washington, if I'm not mistaken. So you have some names that are still growing in a class that already features Connor Rangham, who is going to be an elite one of the best quarterback prospects. He was an Elite 11 guy, uh, did all the Elite 11 camps this past year, looks to be have all the intangibles of a starting caliber quarterback down the line. He's a dual-threat player, so you have that into the mix. You also have the likes of um, some uh, – they, they just signed a guy this morning. It was a Le'Veon – who was it? Um, uh, um, uh, Le'Veon Moss, that was it. Le'Veon Moss, the four-star running back out of Louisiana. So, again, you're losing talent to these states. You're losing guys from Washington who want to play in the Pac-12. They want to come to the SEC. You're losing guys from Florida. We're supposed to be looking at Miami and Florida State and go Gators. And even if you want to go a little bit closer, Georgia and Alabama and North Carolina and Clemson and those kind of vicinities, they're leaving that area to come to Flatland College Station, Texas, because if they want to play for Mike Elko, they want to play for Daryl Dickey, they want to play for this class, they want to play for this coaching staff, and they want to play for Jimbo Fisher. That's the key. Any deal that gets done by Scott Woodward has to get done soon because of the way that AM has recruited so far this year, the way that AM continues to look top to bottom, top to bottom with their recruits, with the people coming in, with the names that are visiting, and how they're building and setting a trend and a culture. With the talent that they already have returning, people forget about this. Yes, they're probably going to lose to Marvin Leal. Yes, they're probably going to lose to Nia Smith. 
Yes, they're probably going to lose Isaiah Spiller. Those are positions you can easily replace. Anaya Smith, Musa Muhammad, your replacement. You lose Isaiah Spiller, Devon A-Chain takes number one reps. You go at Ernest Crownover. You go at Le'Veon Moss in this mix. LJ Johnson in this mix. Those are players that you use as your secondary running back. Kenyon Green, he's out. Well, you got Josh Bankhead, who has starting, uh, who's played reps with the second team offense. He'd probably be able to move up. Or you get Luke Matthews back. You can move Bryce Foster back to his natural position at guard. If you want to go tackle, you got Trey Zahn, who's going to be there. Jalen Weidemeyer's gone. Baylor Cup is still there. You're adding in the Swedish kid. You still have the likes of Fernando Garza coming in next year. There is a lot of talent at Texas A&M to where you can replace starters with proven players who have had a limited type role. But that does not mean that they're not good players. It means they've had a limited role so far. It's not a complete rebuild. Everyone wants to talk about it. Well, what happens when you lose uh, Aaron Hansford? Okay, Edgerick Cooper is already probably the best linebacker that Texas A&M has. Well, what happens when you lose to Marvin Leal? Okay, so instead, you just play McKinley Jackson, and then you allow Tyree Johnson to take the edge, allow Fadil Dixon and Nell Harris to take the other side. Well, what happens when you don't play him inside and we lose Jaden PV2? Isaiah Rakes is getting reps. It's that simple, and you're adding in talent. Guys like Shamar Turner's gotten reps. Tyree Chappelle will be a year older. You, yeah, uh, Jalen Jones is still going to be back, so that means Deuce Harmon is going to be able to play probably a little bit more in the nickel kind of situation. There's so much to like about Texas A&M. They're building a culture, but they're also winning and recruiting. Jimbo Fisher basically said we can call him an idiot if he leaves. I'll say it right now. Jimbo Fisher is an idiot if he leaves, especially after National Signing Day. Once ink dries, once these players have agreed to come to Texas A&M at least for one year, I don't care what anybody says. Jimbo Fisher can leave in the middle of the night. He lost because the next coach is going to have all the tools and all the necessities to be able to go and thrive. The biggest question mark would be who would replace Jimbo Fisher if he left Texas A&M? I don't have to think about that because I know he's not leaving. I know he's not going anywhere. For my bread and butter, personally, I don't know what you would do. I really do not know what you would do if you were Texas A&M. There's just, there's so many questions that would happen if Jimbo Fisher leaves in the middle of the night. So I just, I'm going to pretend that that's not going to happen because it's not going to happen. Like whatsoever, it's not going to happen. This episode of Lockdown Aggies is brought to you by betonline.ag. We're back and better than ever. The new web interface is starting with the basketball season at full swing. More props, more odds, more lines than ever before. It remains your number one place for all basketball, football, college football action this season. Head on over to the new updated mobile website and sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. All you got to do is use promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to receive 50% off your very first deposit. From basketball to football to baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, we got MLB offseason. You can make those bets, UFC rights, and so much more. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbooks experts. Locked on Aggies, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, so uh, let's go ahead and talk about this real fast because I do think it is important. Everyone always says, well, why do you bring up other coaches? You have to realize something. Any higher in your division... No, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. Any higher in your conference, and then your division, on top of that, is worth noting. The best people who work in this industry, in my personal opinion are the ones who know outside of just your state, who know outside of just your program. It's great that you know a lot about Texas A&M. It's great that you know what Texas A&M is doing. 
And you may not need to care about what LSU or Alabama or Ole Miss or Mississippi State is doing. But you need to be in the know. Because if at the end of the day, if they get an elite recruiter to come to College Station, all those recruits that are so upset right now, they're coming out of Louisiana. They're coming out of Mississippi. They're staying in Texas by the border. They're they're coming in from Alabama. The second that a good recruiter shows up at LSU, number one, you lose Louisiana. So you got to make sure that you win there. You don't want that wrong recruiter to come in. On top of that, you have to look at every single aspect. Who are they bringing in as their offensive coordinator? What type of personnel are they running? What's going to be the defensive approach that they that they intend to do? Are they bringing in a proven name? Are they bringing in an up-and-comer? What's the way that the transfer portal works? You need to be in the know on every single program. And I just wrote an article this morning. Justin Fuente was fired. And we're going to talk about that on tomorrow's show because we don't really have a lot of time today. But Mike Elko has ACC ties. Okay, he has ACC ties. This is a program that, to me, feels so much bigger than TCU. It feels so much bigger than... Um, then Texas Tech, it feels so much bigger than these ones that we were kind of mentioning with Elko. And with the ACC ties, yeah. Imagine Dave Clawson gets a phone call. Hey, you want to go be the head coach at Virginia Tech? I'm there. Guess what opens up? Wake Forest. Guess where Mike Elko became known as a national high-end recruiter and a superstar defensive coordinator? Winston-Salem. You gotta stay on top of this. The best people in this industry are the ones that can work and cover this team. I cover Texas A&M. I like covering Texas A&M. It is a focal point. I'm glad that I know the ins and outs of the program football-wise. I still am trying to learn baseball, you know, in that sense. I'm still trying to get a feel. I'm Buzz Williams and the basketball staff. That's coming. You know, it's my first year really inside with basketball. So I'll be very interested to see what Buzz has to say on certain situations. But football-wise, it's very clear. I know what's going on at Texas a and I need to know every other team in the SEC. I need to know what they're doing. What's going on at Ole Miss? What's going on at, TC, uh, what's going on at uh, Kentucky? What's going on at Tennessee? I need to know that. Because the only way that I can do my job to a perfect perfection is by doing that. So, who do I hire if I am Scott Woodward? This to me is an easy one. This to me is a very easy one. And I know what people are going to say. How can it be this easy? Because didn't you say it was somebody else before? I did. But I want to see him beat this team. The second he won, I said, Scott, we're going to make a phone call. Get it done. Just just end it now. Dave Aranda knows the area. Dave Aranda is an elite recruiter. Dave Aranda has built a program up. He has been there through the highs. He's been there through the lows. He helped them win a national title. He helped them be one of the most competitive defenses in all of college football in 2019. And he helped fix a program that was already fixed and then broken because of Matt Rule. Matt Rule decided to go to the NFL. That is totally fine. Everybody that I've spoken to, scouts, you know, people, boosters, people around the state of Texas, they all said Matt Rule's an NFL guy. He, he just feels like an NFL guy, the way he talks, the way he presents. And he's not a bad recruiter, but he just feels like an NFL guy. And you can tell that, you know, he brought in major recruiters to help him out because of he wanted to make sure that he did not mess up the job. Joey McGuire was a very good recruiter. Phil Snow was a very good recruiter. The um, offensive coordinator, I'm blanking on his name off the top of my head, was a very, very, very good recruiter. But when they left Baylor... So did all the recruits. They didn't want to go play for the next guy. They want to go play for Matt Rule. Rule was the guy they wanted to play for. And he had a nice transfer. And you had 
a really kind of underachieving office coordinator in Larry Fedora come in. And Dave Aranda sucked. He went two and seven last year. I think that was the final two and seven. I'm like 99.9% sure it was two and seven. And he goes and adds Jeff Grimes. And he goes and he trusts his defense. And he moves Abram Smith to running back from linebacker. And he trusts that Jerry Bohannon is a better option than what Charlie Brewer was. And he goes and focuses in on recruiting. And he continues to build the program in the right direction. And they just beat up on Oklahoma. Plain and simple. To me, that's enough. To me, that's enough to say you're good enough to be our head coach. And more so, it's good enough to me to say, you know what? Not only are you good enough to be our head coach, we should have considered you a long time ago. Because Dave Aranda has been a staple of what LSU football was and is. Good recruiting, great defense, trusting the run game. What does Baylor do best? Trust the run game. What does Baylor play right now? Elite defense in the Big 12. Where are they improving? Recruiting. Where else are they improving? Win total. Recruiting, running the football, defensive production, wins total. Those are four things you need to be successful as a long-tenured head coach at LSU. Dave Aranda has done that in Waco. He has fixed the Bears. I believe, honestly, Jeff Grimes would just get the promotion. He would take over for Baylor right then and there. They wouldn't even waste a lot of time with the head coaching hire. Baylor it will be fine, even though they lost Joey McGuire, even though they would lose Dave Aranda. But Dave Aranda feels like the right pick. To me, as somebody who has watched Dave go from Wisconsin and recruiting in the Big Ten to coming to the SEC, learning the ins and outs, going to another conference, and stealing players away from the SEC to go to Waco, Texas, is enough for me to say, you know what, you're deserving of the head coaching job. And if I'm Jimbo Fisher, I love it. I'm getting a really good defensive mind in there. It's going to be a pound-for-pound defensive battle every single time we go to the Bayou, every single time they come to Kyle Field. I'm going to be able to go win in recruiting because I know the area just as well as he does. It's now about pitch, and it's now about bringing in the right talent. Dave Aranda may be the best name on the market that nobody's talking about for LSU. It's Mel Tucker. It's Lane Kiffin. It's Mel Tucker. It's Lane Kiffin. It's Dave Aranda. Dave Aranda is the right hire if you are LSU and you're Scott Woodward. They just beat Oklahoma, and they made them their bitch. Plain and simple. Sorry. I, I'm not, I know I cursed. I don't really care. They made them their so bad. That's what you want. You want to beat Alabama? You want to beat Texas A&M? You want to be back in the conversation? You want to beat Lane Kiffin? You go out in Dave Aranda. That's the way to do it. That's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Aggies. Thank you so much for making us your first listen. Now make sure your second listen is Locked on Bats with your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Locked on Bets podcast every single day right here on the Locked on Podcast Network. I'll be back tomorrow to break down everything we know about the Justin Puente firing and why Mike Elko might actually take this one. This, to me, is the one job that right now is on the market. Mike Elko gets a phone call. He's leading conversation. We'll talk about that on the Fox Show. See you then. And remember, take it me all. This has been Locked on Aggies. Presented by the Locked on Podcast Network.